The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Welcome to the show. Vassos is here. Aloha. And Rachel's here too. Greetings. Soon, Richard Osmond's going to be here. Tell us about Richard Osmond, Rachel. I love Richard Osmond. He is a very clever man. He's very clever with his quizzes. He's very clever behind the scenes in telly, but I think he's most clever when he's writing a book. And the fourth instalment of the Thursday Murder Club is out. And I dived into it yesterday and I was reading it for the show and I, oh, I read about 60, 70 pages and then I stopped because I thought, I'm fully enjoying this. I don't, I don't want, I want, I need to spread it out. I'm I fully engaged I can't I can't I can't I could have read faster and tried to finish it by today but I wanted to enjoy that book I've got the taste of it and it's just as good if not better than the others here's the thing with murder mysteries if you do read them quicker if you start to scan or speed read them don't you lose the gist don't you lose yeah you you miss important clues the thread as my mum would say oh no I've lost the thread of this yeah we'll have to watch next week's Poirot instead yeah but also you're just it's so lovely being in that world of Cooper's Chase of that retirement home, you're just back with your old four friends, so and you don't want to, you don't want to rush it because yeah. everything's every little turn of phrase. He's really, he's really, really funny. good at this. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that can be the strapline yeah. on his next book. If the tens of millions of book sales don't convince you, Vassos knows. He's really good at it. He's really good at it. Did you see the picture last week of uh, all the books piled up for him to sign in a warehouse? No. It was like it was like an Amazon warehouse, and the only thing it had in was the copy of this Mm. book, not all of his books, just this one. And he had to sign them all. Moved in apparently fourteen days. um, Takeaways, deliveries, um, lots of sharpies. (laughs) And the only reason he's coming on today and he's not come on before is because he's only just emerged from that. Uh, Dr. Ellen Langer is going to be on the show today. Um, She is amazing. Ellen J. Langer was the first woman to be tenured in psychology at Harvard, where she's still professor of psychology. She's in her mid-70s. She's an amazing human being. And like all really, really, really clever people who really know their stuff, she's a giggler. And that's the one thing all these people have in common. Uh, The number one thing that the most successful, whatever that means, people have in common in the world is they get up early. And the most, uh, the number one thing that really, really, really clever people who really know their stuff have in common is that they're gigglers because they have the extra capacity to be able to giggle. Brilliant. Because they're not hell-bent on convincing everyone how clever they are because they know how clever they are. Um, So she does love a giggle and sometimes she loves a sing-song. This is now, I present, the next song on the Virgin Breakfast Show is Dr. Ellen J. Langer, the first woman to be tenured in psychology at Harvard where she's still Professor of Psychology today and she's in her mid-70s. Everybody doesn't know something but everyone knows something else. Everyone can't do something but everyone can do something else. Mm, That's just for starters. (laughs) Isn't she great? You love her already, don't yeah. you? I'm a giggler. I get up early. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Ellen Langer on the latest episode of Jordan B. Peterson's podcast, episode 381, Change Your Mindset, Your Health, Your Life. Okay, this isn't woo-woo, all right? This is scientifically proven, evinced studies over years and years. I've read about these studies. I've heard about these studies before. 
Dr. Ellen Langer is the lady who created these studies. She's been at Harvard forever. Um, she was the first ever female uh, scientist in her field in tenure at Harvard. She is a trailblazer. She's still at Harvard and she's 74, five years old. You want amazing. This is the power of your mind. Yeah, of course the mind is powerful. We know that. Okay, but the power of mindfulness and that whole thing, you know, positive mindset, positive mental attitude. You hear it all the time. She can't stand that phrase because she says, yeah, it's true, but that doesn't help because people go deaf to that. Um, you won't go deaf to this. This is amazing. Okay, three, three examples of studies that she has created and she has carried out. And she has looked at the evidence and analyzed the stats from and come up with, well, this is what it tells us. And that's a fact because it just happened. The first one you, you might know about is the counterclockwise study. We retrofitted a retreat to 20 years earlier and had old men live there as if they were their younger selves. So they're speaking about the past in the present tense. Um, everything is designed to make them think that now was 20 years earlier. As a result of this, without medical intervention, in a period of time as short as a week, I think it was only five days actually, their vision improved, their hearing improved, their memory improved, their strength improved, and they look significantly younger just by putting the mind in a different place. So the next one we did uh, was a study with chambermaids. And we asked the chambermaids, how much exercise do you get? They thought exercise is what you do after work because that's what the Surgeon General leaves people to believe and they're just too tired. So they don't think they get any exercise. So all we did was take half of them and teach them that their work was exercise. You know, making a bed is like working on this machine at the gym and so on. So I think we have two groups. One who sees their work as exercise, the other who doesn't realize their work is exercise. Exercise. Just changing that mindset, eating the same, working the same way, they're not working harder, they're not eating less, they're not eating more, just changing their mind to now their work is exercise, they lost weight, there was a change in race, um, waist to hip ratio, body mass index, and their blood pressure came down. Okay, so now let's, let me just give you one of the newest studies. So we inflict a minor wound. Now we have people sitting in front of a clock. For a third of the people, the clock is going twice as fast as real time. For a third of the people, the clock is going half as fast as real time. For a third of the people, the clock is real time. And the question is, how long does it take the wound to heal? Well, it turns out the wound heals based on clock time, perceived time. And we have uh, studies with diabetics, you know, the same thing. We find that insulin um, increases or decreases based on perceived time rather than real time. We have people in a sleep lab, they wake up, they think they got two hours more sleep than they got, two hours fewer, or the amount that they got, biological and cognitive functioning seems to follow perceived sleep. Dr. Ellen Langer, she has a book out, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so, that's so rubbish, isn't it? Uh, but she is in charge of all these studies she she created them she had them reviewed before they happened to make sure that the that they're ethical and that they're moral because they have to do all that at harvard and they said yeah that's okay go and do that one and she goes and does it comes back with this amazing everything sort of reconfirming what she has always thought the star jumps one was interesting so they get 100 people who are relatively fit to do star jumps and then they ask them 100 star jumps and then they ask them when did they begin to feel tired they said about two-thirds of the way through to then get a different group of pretty fit people to do about 200 star jumps and they said afterwards when, 
when do you feel you began to get tired? About two thirds of the way through. They then ask some people to do 300 slideshows. They say the same thing, uh, which is why when you're running a 5K, it gets tough at three and a half K. You're running a 10K, you start thinking seven to eight K, this mm. is a bit tough. You run a half marathon, it gets difficult around 10 miles. You run a marathon, it gets difficult around 20 miles. You do the math there. It's all about the same. If it's a percentage, it's about the same percentage away from the end of the task that you're doing. It's brilliant. It is. It well, is. the other day I was in the gym and I put the, the, the weight on the wrong the wrong thing. <laughs> I thought it was on 45 and it was on 52. But I did my 15 reps as if it was 45 because I thought it was 45. In a, a bit in my head, it was, like, it was difficult today, but I still did them. And if I'd known it was 52, no chance. It's all a bit anti-whoop, isn't it? Um, she speaks, doesn't she, with such authority, but also with a smile. And that that's the clincher the for lightness me. of touch. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to believe this, but it's it's here if you want. I'm yeah. not convincing you to believe this. I'm mm. not convincing you that my studies are all right and my life's work has not been in vain, which they say that scientists um, uh, scientists never admit they're wrong. They just die. <laughs> She's not one of those scientists. No. By the way, I'm not, I'm not saying scientists say that. Some people say scientists are never wrong. They just die. <laughs> Oh, listen to Vassos trying to enamour uh, himself and endear himself to the guest, chomsky it right up and down, mm. chomping well, on Chomsky. I know. Well, we started talking about Fulham and then we ended up with Chomsky. Well, that's you highfalutin Fulham fans. That's, that's, mm. that's how you roll, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it you is. start with football as a pretense to being a normie and um, then off you go. There was uh, to your literary heights. Was it West Ham came to Craven Cottage a few years ago and they were chanting, does your butler know you're out at us? <laughs> And the answer? Well, yes, he did. Yeah, he yeah, did. He'll get he, back to you on yeah, our behalf. Yeah, he'll pick us up after the match. May we please have a big intro to the big man? You'll find our next guest inside your telly and at the very top of your local bestseller list. The fourth instalment of his Thursday Murder Club, The Last Devil to Die, is out this week. And it's already selling so many copies, it's putting the richer into Richard Osman. Yay! It's Hello. not about the money. It's never been about the money. It's about the art. It's because it's not about the money mm -hmm. that he found the time to do it in the first place because you're all right. You've got to do the thing you love. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to do it. And exactly. you, you carved out uh, a, a, a life and a livelihood that afforded you uh, the um, the good fortune to be able to do to, to, to embark upon your dream. To quote Chomsky. <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, it's something like that. Didn't did he it? actually? I don't think so. I don't really know a lot about Chomsky. All right, we Vass could... Vassos is the Chomsky man here. I think he's still around, isn't he? I'm Chomsky. Mm -hmm. No, I'm Chomsky. 
Is he still he around? He might be still around. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about this. He's this a bit marmite, isn't he, Chomsky? People love him or hate him. Yeah. I know nothing about him apart from I read well, his... Well, then stop talking about him as if you do. For <laughs> sake. Name on the title of the book. I suddenly suspect I might know more about him than you do. <laughs> yeah, my daughter reads. So what's going on with Fulham? You too? What's going on with Fulham? Uh, well, yeah, I don't think we're much worried about it because the lever of the Premier League isn't what it used to be. So well, Vassos. <laughs> this is what we were discussing. We're quite bad, but but there's there must be three teams worse than us this mm. year. And we're hoping we're playing one of them on Saturday, which is Luton. Are you not doing very well? No, we're fine. We're okay. We're yeah, okay. We, we drew at Arsenal. And um, and we beat Everton, so that's those are our four points so but we far. We lost Mitrovic, mm. you know, who was as you know. Is he the guy of, that went to Germany? He went and to came back. Saudi no, Red that Red was Paulinho, who went to Germany. Thought he was going to play for Bayern Munich. Had the post, photograph with his jersey on and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then came back to Fulham. So you've lost somebody to where? We've lost someone to Saudi Arabia. How much? Our best get? striker. We didn't get quite enough, I don't think, for him. It was That's quite a lot of money. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you take it. Um, if you did sell enough books to buy Fulham, yes. would you? No, of course not. The closer you get to things like sport, I love sport, I've always loved it, but as soon as you start meeting sports people and looking behind, peeking behind the curtain at sport, you think, oh, I don't, I don't want to know any of this stuff. I like them to be heroes. You know, I like to be able to go there and to, and to project my hopes and dreams onto them and not hear about, you know, how they want to leave the club or how they're complaining because they're pool is slightly underheated you know so I like I like to see them as heroes and the more you get to know people in sport the more you just think I, I need to leave this alone see, already this is great mm. I love it when you come in Rich because I felt the same way about what we do for a living for a long time yes in as much as you do radio um you love radio but now then you know how radio works so every time you listen to it you you know you know what's going on so it takes away a, a bit of the magic you know there's yeah. still a lot more magic if you're truly in love with something and I felt the same thing way about movies and then I started to make movies and produce you know well actually sort of movie style telly uh, we had we held the license for lock stock for the TV series for a while mm. we made six episodes of that and then it's the same thing for America um I'm getting to you and your writing because oh, you've listen. always been a lover of murder mystery yeah. now you write them yeah how has it compounded your love for it? Uh, peeking, not peeking behind the curtain. Yeah. Work, you know, you now own the curtain, don't you? Yes, you own the curtain. Yeah, that's a, that's a lovely way of putting it. Um, no, it's 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 compounded. My love of it is the truth because you know I've, I've I've always read it, but because writing books is so difficult, and at the end of it you feel such as like it's like running a marathon, right? At the end of a marathon, everyone feels an immense sense of achievement. It's one of the it's such a thing to put your body through, and writing a novel is a thing to put your brain through, and if you do it and you're happy and you love it and you love your characters it, it just feels like listen we've made lots of telly in our lives and it's fun and i love it i love entertaining people but it's not that difficult if you if you're with the right people it's not that hard is it no it's, it's very difficult to make good telly yeah but when you're <laughs> it's not very difficult to make telly but when you're presenting it's yeah. not like you're working but it's it's kind of it's it's not the hardest thing you're ever going to do in your life no whereas writing a book is incredibly hard and so it also gives me extra sort of respect for the other books I've read and yeah I, I look out for other things in books now which which I wouldn't have looked out um for before but like it's, what uh, for example well you know the, the key with a with, with with a murder mystery which mine are is is hiding your clues you've got to have two rules in a murder mystery wow. everyone has got to be a suspect right everyone's a suspect everyone. but also you have to tell the reader who did it you have to give them the information. You can't suddenly pull something out of the hat right at the end that says, oh, oh, he had a twin brother, and so that's why that's how he was in that's two places at once. Very well. You can't do it. So when they get to the end, a reader has to be able to look back 
back and go, oh, yeah, he told us on page 17 in that little aside that I thought was about something else. You know, he told us what the, uh, what, what the solution was. So I love now looking at where people lay their clues, how they lay their clues, how they hide them, how they lay false clues. And so, you know, that sort of thing. And I didn't used to read crime books like that because I'm happy suspending my disbelief and moving on to the next one but now I'm like you know I'll read an Ian Rankin and go is that a clue Ian have you slipped a clue and you, you looks like you're trying to say something about Scottish music but I think actually you might have just put a clue to the murderer in there so you know it, it gives me that but that's the thing with with crime fiction is we will tell you who did it so you will know before the end of the book you have been told so there is a a, um, a philosophy that says you get better at things by doing them, not reading about doing them or watching, mm. but your brain often doesn't know the difference, which is sometimes you watch loads of cookery shows or travel shows and suddenly you feel like you've been there. Not necessarily a bad thing if you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. to go there, but has writing murder mysteries books made you better at solving other people's murder mysteries like Ian Rankin's, for example? Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, I think so. I was, al I was always okay. My mum is the best. My mum is important. If you sit down and watch a Midsummer Murders or a Morse with my mum, within two minutes, she'll just go, oh, the vicar did it. You go, we literally saw him for two seconds on a bike. She goes, oh, no, so he, he definitely did it. Because? Well, cause she just knows. She There's knows. something about it. She just she, she, she picks up on it. My grandfather's a police officer as well. And, he, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things. It's, 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 it's in, innate. It's, it's, in, it's innate, exactly that. Whereas, I'm, you know, I didn't see the, the twist in The Sixth Sense coming, even though I knew there was a twist. And it was called yeah. The Sixth Sense. Yeah, Jeez. you know, come on. Come on, man. Um, but, yeah. I, Great so, film, by the way. Have you seen Poker Face, by the way? Sorry, no. that's my latest obsession. No. What is it? Do you like Columbo? I love Columbo. Yeah. It's my oh. favourite show. Then you have to watch Poker Face. Okay. It's on I'm Sky. Writing it on the back of the hand. It's going on the back of it's the hand. It's Natasha Leon, and she plays a kind of Columbo. It's, 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 it's really a tribute to Columbo. It has the same font and everything, and the same thing where you know who the killer is, but how's she going to catch them? It's really it's Ryan Johnson, the uh, the Star Wars guy and the Knives Out guy. Favourite episode of Columbo ever? Oh, my God. That's such a good question, isn't it? Um, the one in the wine cellar. That's an absolute cracker. The very first one, which Spielberg directed the very first one. Get right? out of here. Yeah, Spielberg did the very, very first... Did uh, not know that. ...Columbo with an amazing I'm saying that he came just for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but honestly, if you, if you love Columbo, you're going to absolutely adore Poker Face and anyone at home. It's like Columbo meets the littlest hobo. Oh, my gosh. Poker Face. <laughs> Two of the best shows of all time. What about Columbo meets the littlest hobo meets um, the antiques guy? Played by Ian McShane. Lovejoy. Lovejoy. <laughs> Meets Tales of the Unexpected. Tales oh. of the Unexpected used to... That, that, that was my thing when I was a kid, where I'd be upstairs and I'd hear the theme music yeah. and I'd be terrified. Haunting. That theme I mean, music is haunting. Terrifying. But now they show it every Sunday morning on Sky Arts. They'll show four episodes back to back. It's all right. It's great. It's Still so clever, good. isn't it? Very clever. Oh, it's clever. Oh, there's loads of actors you recognise. Really short as well. Yeah, exactly. Packs a punch. Yeah. And it's got loads of cars from the sort of 70s oh, and 80s. Oh, don't start me. Ah, don't start me now. Lovely. Don't start me now. <laughs> I'm having such a car time. I'm having a ball. Richard Osmond is with us. His brand new Thursday Murder Club mystery is out this Thursday, The Last Devil to Die pre-sales are through the roof. A couple of um, ancillary questions before we yeah. get onto the plot and what are the gang maybe up to or not up to this time around. First of all, um, how where is that massive warehouse that is bigger than all Amazon's warehouses put together mm. where we saw the, the skyscrapers, various skyscrapers, the wonderland of your books that you had to sign on Instagram last week. Oh, that's that's a beautiful bookshop called Goldsborough Books, which is in the middle of London, but they're online as well. They do amazing first editions of books. How many they... copies did you sign well, in? I've, I've... What's the most you signed in a day? I, I can do... I, I, I can do... Uh... 
seven thousand a day if I'm if I've so I've, I think I've done twenty nine thousand of these because <laughs> you have to sign for America and Australia. Oh, you have to. And well, you, because they one are, must. everyone asks. One must. You see, and Japan and all that. So I, you have to. So I try and cut down on them a little bit this time. But yes, I've done twenty nine thousand. What is the it repetitive strain injury risk? Do you know what? of signing your autograph seven thousand times in a day? The wrist is fine. Goodness knows how I built that up over the years, but the wrist is absolutely fine. It's the brain. It's right. like a Zen thing. You're just writing your name. You forget how to write your name. And does it, it go weird at some point? Oh my god, it Do goes you have really to go weird. Go back to the beginning. There are some people who have got signed books in this new lot to whom I apologise right now for how awful my signature looks. It's not great at the best of times, but certainly you know when I'm when I'm four hours in. Here's the thing. Yeah. There's a sharpie. Yes. Here and here's the back of your brief. Yeah. Why don't you just take your time with your autograph? Oh, do you Why think? Why don't you take longer than you've taken for ages with your autograph? But you can't, can you? Because that's what forgers do. You know, forgers, they have to, they, they do, they, it has to be freehand an autograph. No, no it, it still slowly. should be flowing, okay. but more, yeah. Here we go. Oh, you were unsure about the eye because it was no longer a motor program. <laughs> well, you were taking too long. Do you know what? That's the thing. Is I stopped putting the eye above the uh, the dot. The dot above the eye because if you do it twenty nine thousand times, that's like two hours just doing <laughs> just doing the eyes. Yeah. The eyes don't have it. And if it's for people in person, I do a little heart and a little kiss. But I, cool. I don't do that when I'm doing the twenty nine thousand. I'd be there for weeks. Right. So we now have a signed brief of an interview with Richard Osman by Richard Osman. Mm. That's pretty cool. Isn't we it? could have got a book signed. No, no, but I think that's better. It's more unique. Yeah. You think I, I, I literally just said I've just signed twenty nine thousand. I think I think the uniqueness thing has gone. <laughs> no, 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 that's you. That's unique. That's that's there's this. Yeah, there's a dot above that. That's eye. a one off. The dot. Yeah, yeah. By that's the, how you know. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. like Shakespeare. Because depending on how, because he, he spelled his name twelve different ways, and you can buy a Shakespeare autograph, wow. but there are different spellings that are worth more than others. So on Antiques Roadshow in fifty years' time, they'll be going. Do you know? It's interesting. It's the the dot. dot. The dot is the thing. This would be worth two, three hundred without the dot. With the dot, that's a fifteen thousand. And then people all over the world adding dots. <laughs> Just adding a dot. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's easy to do. In the anti on the antique trade show in fifty years' time, they'd be like, "This would be it." Be like, "Why are we the only TV show left in? A Why is nobody watching? Because there's nobody here anymore." Wow. And isn't it ironic that the antique trade show is the only TV show that survived the near mass extinction of the human race? <laughs> Do you think in 50 they? years' time the first <laughs> film will be out of the Thursday Murder Club? In fact, they're oh. going to rename it the Humantiques Roadshow. Oh. oh, that's a terrible Right, here we go, prospect. here we go, here we go. Yes. So, um, customer complaints department. Yes. By the way, you know, feel free to, to, to swat it off, swat yes. it away like a fly, brush it off like a flea. Um, these guys here, they've read all your books cover to cover. They were very excited about book number four for their summer vacation. Mm. And, you know, they come back, they, what they... They were bereft of the fourth book, the, the new book. They come back. They're happy to have it as a pre-Christmas read. Yeah. But they're not as happy as they might as well, might, might otherwise have been. Uh, right. Okay. So you get hardbacks, you get paperbacks in it's books, right? Me, by the way. This and no, listen. Just and also, the messenger. But which, where does summer vacation come from, them or you, is that rather than summer holiday? That's probably me because I spend all my summer holidays in America where okay, they vacation. Okay, I got you. This at the world. Listen. That's fine. Good. Uh, there's, there's hardbacks <laughs> and, there's, and there's paperbacks. So hardbacks are not for the summer market because no one's taking a hardback on holiday with them. Uh -huh. Right? No one's carrying that in the bed. WH Smith Travel do not sell hardbacks. Yeah. Right? So hardbacks come out for the Christmas market. Mm -hmm. So 
for example, mine is always September. So that comes up for Christmas market. You have six months of hardback sales because more money in hardbacks for publishers, a, a lot more money. In, in So so it, the longer they can keep the hardback selling. The longer the tail. The better, exactly, the longer the tail. Uh, and then the paperback comes out, usually mine in May, and that comes out for the summer holidays. So that's the business plan. Hardback in September for Christmas is because it's great for gifting and, and people who love the series want it immediately. And then that amazing holiday market in May. See, now you two should know that. No, I, I do know that. Well, then why do you ask the question? It's not about the market. It's not about the market. It's about our private PDF. What about the, the people who read it for, well, I mean, for joy, but also for work, who mm. get... Uh, advanced copies, preview copies yeah. that they can take on their summer holidays. Oh, I didn't and know that. Yeah, yeah, this, done a, that. this is a private thing. I know and I that left, they can leave on a sun lounger in Croatia. I once left one in Croatia accidentally. Whoa. Yeah, that's um, why. That's why you're that on the list why. now. Yeah. Yes, but I'm, I didn't leave one anywhere. Yeah, so next year Rachel's getting one. Thank but Vassos, I'm afraid. Have uh, you written uh, the next one? Oh god, I wish I had. I've, I've just. But do you think know you it have, in your head. That's why you're all so relaxed because we think you're two books ahead. No, oh my god, I wish I was. That no, you're so wrong. That would be. Amazing. I will finish. Writing books is exactly like doing homework, which is you finish it the night before it's That's due what in. That's we said. I actually referenced that earlier on. Yeah, but it really is. You no, can't. I said you're like the kid who does his summer homework on the first day of summer holidays and has a great summer holiday because he's so relaxed because he's done his homework. Oh, you, you, you have misread me. I've, I, 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 I never did any homework, and if I did, it was absolutely at the last minute. It was like it was like on on the bus on the way to school. No, I'm twenty thousand words into the new one, and it's a new series as well. So it's not Thursday Murder Club, the next one. What? So it's even, I know what well, they're, they're coming back. Don't worry about I'm that. Just taking a break, I'm Rachel. Relax a, for heaven's sake. Off. What okay. Think about the, your kids. What happens in the Last Devil to Die? They go through quite a lot, so I'm giving them a year <laughs> off. That's just, kind just of some you. Rest and recuperation. <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing a new series uh, uh, for next year, and then then. And then, what's the new series all about? It's about a father-in-law and a daughter-in-law detective duo. Uh, and the okay. father-in-law's got a tiny little uh, investigations agency in a, in a village in the New Forest. Uh-huh. He used to work at the Met, but he does not want to go back to London. He barely wants to go to Southampton. So he does little insurance jobs, finding a cat. He's got the loveliest life, just wants to do his pub quiz in his beautiful village. And his daughter-in-law is a close protection officer for billionaires. And so she's always in Dubai and on private yachts. Mm-hmm. And she gets in trouble. And the only person she can send for and she can trust is her father-in-law. So he has to fly out on a private jet, much to his chagrin. chagrin. He's not happy on there uh, and essentially it's their it's their adventure oh i can't wait together it's fun yeah, right you know that's what? brilliant i wrote down last night in a david blame way and i wish i brought it in and i put it in a sealed envelope i bet rich Osman used the word chagrin on the show <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I just wish i brought the envelope in. i was heading towards it i thought i, know you, I, I was trying to avoid i was trying to think there must be i must be able to avoid this chagrin. Uh, and i couldn't much cheers chagrin. chagrin he continued in the house of commons um all right so another question so uh, we we know because you came in here four books ago now and we know that there was a 14 way auction bidding war for the rights to the first book and then maybe the subsequent others and that steven spielberg won that auction and he was setting about uh thinking about producing the film because obviously you know sometimes he buys rights to things and doesn't end up making them and it was ongoing it still hasn't happened but apparently now four books in steven He's picked a director. Yes. I wrote down on the piece of paper you've just autographed, Knives Out and Glass Onion, right. uh, because will he be Americanizing the Thursday Murder mm-hmm. Club or will they be English? Uh, it's an American director, but an American director has worked a lot in England and it will be entirely English, which is not to say all the actors Allah. will be English. Uh, just uh, Agatha Christie. Yeah, exactly. The Death big Agatha, Agatha Christie things, which, you know, fun, funded by America, but, but they're very English. Um, it was supposed to be filming now. 
and of course it's not because of the strikes. Is that the only reason why then? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So yeah, we were all due. So and, you know who's in it, everything? Well, not now because of course you know what actors are like. They have windows oh, yes. where they're available and suddenly the window so shuts. It changed. And who was in it? So it changed. Uh, I can't um, listen oh, because people on. are still negotiating. You've been friends for uh, ages. But it's, I'll tell you when the, uh, when, when, uh, when, what song's next? What are we going to next? We're not going to any song next because you're too interesting. Okay. Um, I'm just looking down the list. It's D-Ream. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you at some point. But no, it, it was it was it was it was being cast and it was it was about to be made. But you know that's why I didn't get involved in films. It's a mess that industry. You know, there's always something goes wrong. It's so long always. form, isn't it? Oh my god! The it's fact just, that any the, movie ever gets made is a miracle if you know the workings of it. Exactly. And then you know nobody watches ninety percent of them anyway. You think what a what a business. Oh. So yeah, I do not get involved. No wonder they go crazy. All right, so let's talk about as much as we can without ruining it for people. The Last Devil to Die yeah. out this Thursday, the fourth in the quadrilogy. Uh, of the Thursday yes. Murder Club? Quartet. Quart- well, quart- Quadrology, you have a trilogy of books. You yes, have a trio quadrilogy. of books. This yeah. is what I thought about. I, you know. I hear you've been talking about the power of three this morning on the day when someone's coming and pitching their fourth book. No, off the I back mean, of that. That's how it okay. happened. Honestly, that's, that's how it happened. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you go. talked about quadrilogy, then we talked about trilogies, then trinities, then three is more powerful than four, and then there's a rule of five and three, and there's a rule of ten. You can't have from ten, five or three, but NASA never starts at seven. Finally. Mm. Finally, someone's talking sense. <laughs> talking numbers. <laughs> All right, Rachel, you lead off with this. I mean... It- just I just love them all so much I immediately so I started reading it yesterday and I was just right back there with like all my besties the the Christmas lunch Joyce (laughs) Joyce writing in her diary just all of it just just remind for the people who I mean I don't think there will be anybody who doesn't know who these people are but I did have to do a quick synopsis I did a quick google online to remind myself what happened in the last book and then it all came flooding back yeah Yeah. so give us a give us a recap who who are we meeting again yeah well we have uh, the Thursday Murder Club there's four of them the A-team you've got Joyce who was a former nurse who writes as you say the the diary there's uh, Elizabeth who's a former spy there is Ibrahim who's a psychiatrist uh, and there's Ron who's a former trades union official West Ham fan Uh, so four of them so very unlikely friends and yeah they used to meet up to go over old unsolved murders and now murder has come to their doorstep essentially uh, and uh, comes even more so in this uh, in this new book but yeah it's 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 the same gang um and uh, you know to, they 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 they're so ridiculously real to me now as human beings and people on the street come and talk to me um uh, about them but yeah this time there's all sorts there's drug dealers there's art forgers there's romance fraud uh, there's a lot going on there's it's, there's quite a big emotional uh, kick in this uh, book as well and i bring quite a few storylines to an end because it's the last of these first four how did that feel uh it was i well, i was crying but i was also laughing at other bits as well right. so that's uh, I, I i think that's nice and i think people will like it people certainly the reviewers have, have been uh, very nice about it but it's it's yeah if you if you if you love the series you i I think you're going to love this one i think there's a there's there's a lot of heart in it i think but lots of jokes as well Well, there always was wasn't i mean the point is the heart the the reason for the heart isn't revealed yes yeah yeah exactly ah that's why we care about these characters so much yeah i think so and but you know also i i always say when people say where do you get ideas from ideas are not the thing in books characters are the thing right if you think about all your favorite books ever uh and if you want to tell me the plot, you sort of can't a lot of the time. You go, oh, there was sort of, there was a, like a car appeared and like, you can't really remember. But characters stay with you forever and ever and ever. And, you know, if you love a character, you'll stay with their story. So it's not what happens in the book. It's why do I care what happens in the book is the key. Yeah. And these four characters I've got are just a dream because they just carry, you know, they just carry you through any, any plot you want to give them. 
it's like you know do people like comedians they find funny or do they find comedians funny that they like yeah exactly that and and when you get the combination of the two which is i like you and you're funny boom that's boom. Uh, that's uh, that's that... the new fit 500 <laughs> isn't it because he's got it all going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's us um so the, one of the, we were talking about signatures, and one of the lovely one of the lovely new characters that we meet is this artist called Samantha Barnes, mm. who um, who has <laughs> who has faked so many Picassos that she sometimes forgets herself and signs the name Picasso on mortgage applications. Yes. Um, do you know that there is an actual artist called Samantha Barnes? No. <laughs> I, no I thought, really? I thought this you... is a bad time to learn. <laughs> he's, he's got a painting by her in yeah. his house. She really? painted our dog for us once. Yeah. Did your, and I thought, I thought, oh, <laughs> Richard knows that. And so he's created an artist called Samantha Barnes. Because you've got a cat, haven't you? You've got a yes, cat I've with a, a cat. amusing name. Liesel. Liesel. Liesel, Liesel von, von Yeah, Liesel yeah. von Kat. And I thought, oh, he must have had a painting and it must be thing. He, she must be a friend of him. Well, no, if Samantha Barnes is listening, she must do because you, you meet Vassos once, you become obsessed. Uh, Samantha, I'm so sorry. This this woman, yeah, it is it is not based on anyone um, living or dead. I, wow. I thought there must be a sort of... She, or she'd won an auction, won an auction. Yeah, to be I a thought. character in oh. your book. Do you have auctions for characters? Yes, I do. There's 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 um, a character in this new book called Luca Batacci, who's the, um, the son of a friend of mine and uh, it, there, there was there was a, a big uh, auction, and the mother who works in TV, so floor manager, um, a friend of hers won the auction for her. So Luca Batacci is is, is well, her maybe son. Maybe you just but, forgot about the Samantha Barnes auction. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrible! But he's a real, real baddie, Luca Batacci. So I had to write to her and say, just so you know, he's is, like it, a is it okay? He's a proper wrong and yeah. she went, oh my god, that's even better. That's I bad. would have paid more <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the night. Exactly. So Samantha Barnes is she from Barnes? No. Oh, because that would be double. That would be yeah, Samantha Barnes um, from Barnes. Samantha, I do, I, I do apologise. She's not, she's not a terrible character. She's not a forger. Is she a terrible painter or is she a great painter? <laughs> she's a good painter. She does a great painter. <laughs> you commissioned a painting of your dog. Because, I, I don't think we commissioned it. I think she sent it to us. Oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Uh, that's Richard, interesting. we're done. We're out of time. The Last Devil to Die out this Thursday. And where are mm -hmm. we with the filming? Okay, it'll be back on track as soon as the strike is over in America. Yeah, and exactly. the better that, the quicker that happens, uh, the better for everybody concerned. And least of all, um, uh, the audience. Not least of all, rather, the audience. Where are we after that? Uh, after that, uh, well, I'm doing two more Thursday Middle Club books coming up, but also two more in this new series. So that's that's sort of the next four years, really. Uh, and and uh, wow, yeah, brilliant. As, as, as little TV as possible and as much writing as possible. And you're definitely not buying Fulham. I'm definitely not buying Fulham. I might buy Brentford and ruin them. That might be a, that might be a good <laughs> way to do. That's well, a better idea. Well, Chelsea's been done. <laughs> that was me and Vassos. Yeah, is that down to you two? Yeah, with a yeah, shadowy so figures behind that Todd Bowley has brought Chelsea to ruin them. So. <laughs> Richard Osmond, he's never disappointing. He's always the opposite. Thanks so much, Rich. Thank you, everybody. Okay, once again, the last double to die out this Thursday. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect.
Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.